What's up, everybody? This is Varian. Rachel. And we are finally getting our first episode on the road. Uh, welcome to Paragate Chronicles, and we are about to just dive into it. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, we want to talk about what uh, what brought both of us into to Mass Effect. You know, inspirations, visuals, storyline. So I would actually like to start, given that. I probably had a, a little bit of a jump on it. Um, I was first introduced to it in about 2008, a year after the uh, the game debuted. Uh, a friend of mine actually had it uh, sitting in his living room. I looked at it, I'm like, what is this? He's like, oh, yeah, you want to borrow that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I took it home, started playing it, and I'm like, this is probably one of the best games that I've ever played. Um, the customizations that you have for your characters, the interactions that you have with the, the with your supporting cast, um, you know the the overall gameplay, storyline, everything, pretty much has brought me into that, and I've been stuck with it ever since. I think I have a, a point in time where I'll go for like a few months without playing it. And then I'll just decide, you know, go through the entire trilogy all over again. Uh, but uh, but I think Mass Effect has probably been one of the best stories, not just games, like one of the best stories that I've actually played. Uh, but Rage, you've actually been into it just a little bit less time, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so, so when were you actually introduced to it? Um, I don't know the exact year like you mm-hmm. do. But um, I started with it on PlayStation because at the time that was all I had was PlayStation. And when it came out on PlayStation, they started with two and then they added that comic book for you, the Genesis. Mm -hmm. Um, They added that for you to kind of understand what happened between one. It's like a 15, 20 minute comic where you choose all the major events that happened in one. And how I got introduced to Mass Effect was um, I was at EB Games, which I'm Canadian, so Mm -hmm. it's called EB Games in Canada and not GameStop. So just for reference for everybody, Varian is American and I'm Canadian. Which I I will even say this, uh, sorry to interrupt, but we did have EB Games for like years uh, and years, but it's like once GameStop took over, um, even what was it, Babbage's, uh, because I had actually worked for them for a little bit. Uh, So Babbage's, EB Games, GameStop all became one here, but I think it stayed EB Games for you guys, so continue. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I was at EB Games, and I had already played a Bioware game called Dragon Age. Um, I think at the time it was Dragon Age Origins that I had only played. I don't know if uh, 2 and 3 were out yet, Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I kind of was telling them, and they knew me very well at EB Games because I was always there. And I was telling them that I wanted something different and new. And they were like, well, this came out for uh, PlayStation. It's an Xbox, It's normally an Xbox exclusive, but they added it for PlayStation with the second game. And if you like Bioware games, you might like this one. So I said, okay, I'll try it out. And that was Mass Effect 2. 
And I will say, finally going back and playing one, I understood a lot better the connections with certain characters that you see in two. Um, one character for me, which is hilarious now, I did not like through the series was Tally. Because I played two first, I did not like Tally when I went back and played one. Because in... Okay, go ahead. Now she's my favorite character. Right. But I absolutely hated her in one when I played two (laughs) first. Right. And and see, that, that was the... That was, I think, the real big difference between using the Genesis comic and actually playing the game because Mm -hmm. you get to make just quick decisions with the comic book, uh, the interactive comic, I guess you could say. Um, But actually getting into the game and playing through it from like the very beginning through and seeing these characters and how their stories unfold as your story unfolds, it's a totally different game when you're playing that. And and so again, that that can really make or break a game, I think. Uh, it's good that they gave you that option to kind of, you know, make quick decisions to kind of guide you along your way. But even you even see a difference specifically with Tally. Um, yeah. And, and there's a, there's two other characters that, that we'll talk about later. Um, there's basically like this group of missions that you can do in the first game that depending on what you do at the end of that, and especially with her, you can change the dialogue in the game and specifically in mass effect 2 when you first come in contact with it and freedom's progress yeah right right um so yeah that's why i've always said if you know you're going to play mass effect you have to start at the beginning anybody that i talk to now um they'll say that you know they started at about two or three and i'm like that's great but you really need to play the first one. If you're going to mm-hmm. play anything, you need to play the first one. And, and since they and have like, it on, uh, since they have it on everything now, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, and now, you, you know, we've got the Legendary Edition. Yep. You know, nobody has an excuse not to play it. If they're gonna exactly. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, let's see. What, what else would you say? Um, I would actually say like the the one character that probably stood out to me, uh, kind of like how Tally does with you, and don't don't make this sound so ironic, but I would actually say this Garrus. Um, Shocker. Because really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Between you and I, yeah, we kind of knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, but um, oh no, no Garrus. Gasp! Oh no, uh, but um. <laughs> really if you think about it just how he starts off as like this fly by the seat of your pants you know try to get things done and you know not think of the consequences and you trying to bring him back and be like look it well it, in my case i don't know about about yours because of the the, the renegade play but you know it, in my case himself I, was renegade yes, if you think about it yes yeah, yeah, yeah but because when you think about how he wants to find the fastest way to 
an objective, mm-hmm. that's literally a renegade playthrough right there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could do that in a renegade playthrough as Shepard, and you've got him doing that, that makes for a dangerous combination. Number one. Yep. But 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 again, it's like with with me, I try to stay on that good guy side, I guess. Where it's like. I would even say that it's it's more of an internal thing because there's times where I'm like, you know, I want to go ahead and, and do this. But then another side of me is thinking, you know, maybe you need to kind of calm it down and think this thing through. And that's exactly what Shepard does in some cases when speaking to him, especially when, you know, you're on the Normandy and you're going through things like how he became a CSEC officer. What was one of his most interesting cases? Um which again, you know, you, you end up with a quasi loyalty mission um, in the game uh, to go after basically the one that got away. And mm-hmm. when you actually get to that to that point, you have that option of how to handle it. And again, the final result is, you know, he's sitting there thinking, you know, what was the point of that if it was just going to end that way? Well, and and this is Shepard thinking, you know, you can't always you can't always use what some people are going to do. You have to seriously think about what you're doing. You know, you can't just react. You can't go down Exactly. Their reaction is not going to be the same as yours. How you want things done ultimately rests in your hands. It's how you want to be remembered. It's how you want to be. And, and, and that's essentially how the game itself is built. It's mechanized, I guess you could say. Um, and honestly, I thought that that was one of the most beautiful things, the, the way that the, the storytelling is done, the, the interactions with the different crew members, um, with everybody, um, anybody mm-hmm. that's on the ship, anybody that's off, that's off the ship. Um, everyone that you come across, you see these people throughout the entire trilogy, and in one way or another, and th- and that's even characters that come in, um, in like two and three that are brand mm-hmm. new. Uh, you know, you still got your ones from the from the beginning, but you know, it, it's it, it's organic in that sense. So. Yeah, I think that uh, just the, just the way that they're able to tell a story and you know kind of let you guide it uh, was one of the best things that I've ever had. Yes, and they also in the very beginning you get to choose what type of person you were mm-hmm. as you customize your character. You get to mm-hmm. choose if you were an asshole that right. let everybody <laughs> die. You get to choose if you were if you were the hero that kind of saved a few people. You get to choose like that kind of thing. And there's one in particular that I love to choose. And it leads to a mission in the game that tears both me and you up. Yes. Yes. And that yeah. one, it's it's such a small mission, but it's but not it... at the same time. It, it, it's it is small, but it it takes a big toll on yeah. you because 
you know, depending on that background, which I want to say that was the colonist background. I want the to say. one that starts in Mindwar. Yeah, so so that would be the colonist background. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, you actually meet somebody on the Citadel who is having, I don't want to say it's having like a mental breakdown, but, you know, she kind of is. Yeah. Um, you have to kind of talk her down uh, because she's like literally right outside, right outside your ship in the docking bay. Yeah. And CSEC basically comes to you and they're like, we need you to talk to her. You know, we know what you've been through. We, we read your file. Uh, we know your background She's and everything. from the Please. same place as you were. She right. escaped the same thing that you did. She right. just had a harder time with it. Mm-hmm. And you basically have to give her the strength. And you can be Paragon or Renegade with this one, which I think is good. Even being mm-hmm. a Renegade with this one, you're not really an asshole to her. Mm-hmm. You're just showing her a different side. You're being more, you're showing her more strength. Mm-hmm. I find with the way, with the way that Shepard words things, mm-hmm. you just have more of a stronger, like, thing to it. Whereas Paragon, you, you cater more to her emotions. Right. Where, but that mission, anytime me and you have both done it, and at any time, like, I'll send you a message and be, like, sad face, and you'll know exactly yeah. why I'm sending you yeah. the sad face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's one um, line that she says that gets us. I have not played it in a while. Give me that line. I remember um, She goes, she starts by saying when she... And then she says, when I, when mm-hmm. I remember me. I, that's, that's what it was. That's that, exactly line, what it was. that line chokes me up every time because you get through to her in the end because she doesn't refer to herself as, as, as a person. She refers to herself as she. She goes, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to, she, she says, and one line she says is, why aren't you like her? Be- because she's disassociated. Because she's disassociated. Like, it, it, they, they, they knew exactly what they were doing when they were putting this game together. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Every angle that they took, um, right down to anybody with any kind of disabilities, mental, yeah. physical. I mean... I'll even put it plainly like this. They did the research on Joker. Or for Joker, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff Moreau, you know, your pilot, played by Seth Green, who did a phenomenal job. I mean, he's probably one of the best parts of the games, period. Without Um, being, like, a main character, he is a great character. I consider him a main character because he's flying your ship and shit could always go south on that one. <laughs> that is true, but, uh, but they don't make him a main character. Like, he's, you don't have to go talk to him after every mission. You right. don't have to. Like, there's certain parts where you can ignore him completely. You right. don't have to go take the time to get to know him, but you do. Right. Because if you're a completionist like me, 
you want to do every single thing in those games and they make it very hard to do every single thing in these games because you don't have to especially in one well and and you are right but i will say that since i've been playing it in recent years i don't think there's been a time where i haven't played mass effect one and gone through every side mission every assignment you don't have to you don't have to no but there is a again just like with um uh because you and i mentioned the the novels and everything i've actually read them you haven't which again is is completely understandable you don't have i don't like to read yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's fair um (laughs) but, but what actually got me into it was you know playing the first mass effect game hearing the characters you know having their voices basically drilled into my head so when I go into Mass Effect, uh, what is it, Revelations, uh, which had Saren on the cover of it, mm-hmm. that was actually the introduction to Saren, um, Kaylee Sanders, which you'll meet uh, later on in the trilogy, and um, Captain Anderson, uh, David Anderson, who's played by Keith David. Um, you know, you actually see when you speak to Anderson on the Citadel. Um, whether you're in the Citadel chambers or if you're right outside of Normandy before you embark on your big missions. Um, he mentions what goes on. When I actually read through it, I could actually visualize everything. I could hear the voices of every character just about. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was Krogan, you got this basic sound. You know what you know what a Krogan sounds like. If it was like a Volus or or whatever, you know, but any of the different species that were in Mass Effect, you know exactly how they sound. But when it yeah. came to Saren, when it came to Anderson, when it came to Sanders, you had every voice in there, and it's like, you know, the game for me brought the books to life. Mm-hmm. In a in a way that I was like wow you can actually see this just as i'm reading words on a page which i'm reading i was reading on a candles but uh but but either way it's like i can actually visualize everything that's going on around and, and mm-hmm. see it. Uh, it it was almost like you know the first time you touch down on eden prime yeah and, and you see everything everything as it is the 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 sky the way it is how you know, everything is being shot at, burning, destroyed. Um, but I mean, yeah, that that was one of the things that has really kept me engaged with this because th- there was just so much that they put into it, and I just had to, I just had to keep going back every time they brought one of the new books out. I dug into it because even, like you said, when you first met Tally on Mass Effect mm-hmm. Two, the Ascension book had the Corians on the front of it. That was that piece of detailed information um, because of this human organization coming into contact with the Corians and basically infiltrating their ranks. Um, so th- there was that context. So th- there was literally more ways to get into the story and to really broaden you know, what was going on. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was glad that 
I was able to even look into those, but um, but yeah, some of the characters that they have in here would the game wouldn't be what it is without them at all. No. No, Anderson is basically he ends up being like your father's figure mm-hmm. in in Mass Effect, and that's one thing that I absolutely love. Like I I adore Anderson throughout mm-hmm. the entire game because he just he treats Shepard as his own while mm-hmm. still being his boss right. or her boss. Right. And um, just the connection that you two have in Mass Effect Three, mm-hmm. in that final in that final mission that I'm not spoiling anything because we'll talk about all these games right. on their own. But which just that final scene, which hopefully anybody watching this or listening to this has already played through them. But for those who haven't, yeah, we'll save that for later. <laughs> but, but that um, that scene gets to me every time i don't care that i played this thing 50 million times through and through it will never exactly it will never ever not be emotional right watching how close Shepard and anderson get even with anderson not being a main character that's on your crew he's really not you know and and to to begin with well, 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 see, to begin with, uh, he was your captain on the Normandy, like when the game first starts, and he sends you on this mission. So he's not going to be part of your crew anyway. You know, he's mm-hmm. commanding the uh, he's commanding the Normandy himself. Um, the, the the fact that he, you know, leaves the Normandy, lets you become the the commanding officer, even though you're not even a captain. Um, which I still wonder why they did that, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can get it. You're always, you are always commander. The yeah. only time you L- get called lieutenant captain, commander, lieutenant commander specifically, because they, they kept that even from the very beginning. Shepard was okay. always lieutenant commander, but they called him as commander. Um, but yeah, you, you always keep that even within Mass Effect too. Um, and then when you're back, uh, back in three, you still maintain that, uh, commander, uh, rank, uh, in a yeah. sense. The only time you get called captain is in Callie's loyalty mission. On the flotilla. Yes. And that's because yeah. it, it's, it's what the Quarians do, whether you're yeah. captain or not, you're the commanding officer of a ship. So if you are at the top, you are that captain, regardless. So, so you are, you were Tally's captain. Right. Hey guys, I'm not too sure what happened with this section, um, but basically what we were talking about here was when you're in a romance with Tally and when you're not, and the way she says mm-hmm. captain. It is so different. <laughs> it's adorable. See, see, now I'm going to have to have some extra playthroughs just to 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 see where that goes um because uh because once we do that or once i can actually hear it i, I don't think i actually have uh you hear it though... you, hear, you hear a difference okay. okay whether you're whether you're her friend or you're her romance she's your romance option which by the way there are 
multiple <laughs> romance options through this game. Yes. I mean, some we, we love. Can... Yeah. Some we love. Some, some we hate. Yeah. Um, some we really hate. We'll get to that one. But we'll we'll get to that. But you, you <laughs> hear a difference with any of the characters that you romance or romance or are just friendships with. They, I feel like Mass Effect has its way of kind of guiding you to which person they want you to romance. Like the yeah. linear option, which I feel mm-hmm. like is Liara. Okay. You may not the, love uh, her. Right. But, but, but as I far feel as like play... she is your, your choice. If you've played all three games, you will understand where I'm coming from by saying that I feel like she's like the one they want you to get with because of some certain scenes that you have with her throughout all three games. Right. Because she does actually show up in the second one, even though she is technically considered a temporary squad member. But she's on Um, her DLC mission. That's that's what I'm talking about. Um, Like when you actually go onto that, they still consider her a temporary squad member because she's not with you the entire game. Um, It's just like until halfway through the second game. Yeah, uh, well, you still meet her on Ilium, uh, but um, yeah, you don't meet Uh, her in the beginning of the game. Right, but but again, it's because she she's only with you for that. that little set of missions uh, on Ilium and then going on to do what she does. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, you know, that that's what makes her a temporary squad member. It's just the same as, you know, when um, at the beginning of three, Anderson becomes a temporary squad member for you. Um, so, you know, that they had a lot of those uh, that happened, um, which I'd say made, made a lot of sense, especially uh to for narrative purposes um but um what else well you you for example you romance liara throughout mm-hmm. the game okay yeah and 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 going back to that because yeah i just had a brain fart sorry <laughs> um when when doing it i look at her and and like you're saying, she might have been just the default romance uh, option, even though you still had uh, Caden and Ashley as well. For, in the you know, first male and female. Game. Yes, in the first game. Right. Um, and then Liara was your bisexual choice. Right. Because both um, male and female could romance her. Because um, they're, because Asari are monogender, they don't yes. really they can mate with anyone, you know, no matter what species, race, uh, gender, whatever. Um, There's one moment on two where an Asari, on Ilium, where an Asari and Krogan are together and you kind of help them as a side mission. Yes, exactly. Um, So, so, you know, they can be with literally anybody. Um, Yeah. but, But it's also how they... It's how they keep their race, I don't know, active, flowing. alive, yeah. flowing, yes. Um, but it's like, as far as Liara, and th- now that you mention it, I've probably thought about it this way, but not really locking it in. 
Liara, to me, even if she was like that default romance for you, at least I think. With, yeah, and, and 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 I can actually understand exactly what you're saying. Um, her character, especially when you get to know her a little bit better, you start listening to how the Asari are and how they how they pretty much are, <clears throat> you know, able to have lived for as long as they have. Uh, how they've been able to ke- keep their species going, and even more particularly when you when you talk about her, um, I I kind of saw I saw something relatable in her, and that's what I like. You know, that awkward, you know, quiet, away from everybody. Um, you know, not really interacting with other she people didn't you know, spe- being, <clears throat> it, it, it was it was the whole thing the reason why she got into um archaeology is because yeah. she's by herself she could focus on her work you know she finds these great things and, and whatnot and i was like that's it, it's actually kind of interesting when you think about it because you know she just dives so much into her work but then it's your job to kind of break her out of that shell and in a sense that's kind of what i'm doing with myself because because i've had the same issues um when it comes to to human interactions (laughs) honestly Um, she doesn't understand human interaction at first either remember like she didn't understand when you were joking with her right it 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 turned into that awkward conversation she's like uh wait a minute what did i just do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but then you know you have to let her know just calm down Liara. i'm just kidding <laughs> but um but yeah like I, I could see her as again like the default uh romance option but as we said you have just so many options after in the, the later game. game yeah right uh, and especially in two um, they give you the option for multiple uh, character interactions. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's not like they locked you into anything unless you want it to be. Um, they do, because the character that you're, the two characters usually will mention, hey, I noticed you're with this person. You need to yeah, stop that. <laughs> yeah, or or you've actually had some sometimes where it's like, um uh, they'll see that and be like, oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> you know, you can they, be a little be bit of a whore. Just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, With okay. one character in particular, and I don't know if female Shepard can... I think it's just male Shepard. Yeah, I, I, I think it is just male Shepard, and I know exactly I think who you're talking about. Shepherd. And I, it's I, with I know Jack. exactly who you're talking yes. It's with Jack. <laughs> yes, I knew that's who you were going for. Um, okay, so... I will actually say this with that. And this is, this is a renegade playthrough. Yeah. Oh, oh, this oh, is okay, not oh. a Paragon playthrough. This is a renegade playthrough. I don't know, because I've done it on a Paragon. <laughs> and and I had to hear but about it from Liara. She doesn't, re- she doesn't respect you. And right. Kelly mentions that in 2, when she talks about her personality, she mentions that she uses sex as a weapon. Yeah. And then pushes people away. Right. Um, 
see th- that was one of the things that I'll actually give like one of the inspirations uh, for the for the game. It's very Star Trek if you mm. think about it, because if you specifically go back to the original series back in the '60s, James T. Kirk was the biggest man whore there was. <laughs> <laughs> But look up Kirk and his romances, and I guarantee you you're going to find more than one with a different alien species. There was even, uh, and this was a huge, huge deal at the time. Uh, and, and this is like real talk, uh, kind of stepping outside of Mass Effect. But when they had the first kiss between Kirk and Uhura, who was the only black person and black female on the show that sparked you know talking points and that it, it was a oh, first I for everybody imagine. it was a first for everybody so yeah that that's one of the things that again i love about this game it feels a lot like star trek to me um in that sense not just that sense but uh, for the most part but I mean, j- just every reference that they've made uh, between this uh, or between Star Trek, uh, you know, Star Wars, uh, every major sci-fi, I guess, franchise. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy um, um, they really put it into this game. And there's two in particular that... We could probably talk about maybe later um, that I would actually point out within Battlestar Galactica. And I, we talked to you about, uh, I've spoken to you about it, but, uh, you know, we'll save that for another podcast. Um, But um, yeah, just everything that they were able to do from a visual standpoint, everything from a storyline standpoint. And again, for me, not just in the games, but also, you know, the novels, some of the comics I've actually read as well. Um, Some that take place long before the events of Mass Effect as well with other characters. Uh, Some that actually take place in between everything. Um, And that's the novels and the, the comics as well. You know, they... Bioware was really able to expand on this in a way I would almost say matches Star Trek mm-hmm. um, from like novel from again like novelizations, uh, j- just story in general. You know, they it, have it, a they have a few movies as well. I know that there was. I know there's the one with uh, where you get James's mission, basically, the yes. one that he tells you about yes. in three. I know there's a video yes. for, uh, like, a movie for that. Uh, uh, Paragon Lost, I want to say, is called. I think um, so. I think so. so. so and, and actually, spoiler alert, uh, that was the first time he met uh, Liara. Yep. It, it was brief, but that was the first time that he met her. Um, because yep. he actually had a mission on while horizon. you were on horizon it was while yeah. you were on horizon he, he was doing he was on something the other else. side yeah. yeah he was on the other side of the planet uh when that and was going on and you guys on. actually have a kind of talk about this right right um and, and oh yeah that talk <laughs> i forgot about that one <laughs> that's <laughs> why i said a talk talk <laughs> right 
Um, <laughs> but um, if you want to know what Varian was talking about in this section here, he was just talking about the idea behind Paragon Lost, which is James's story. More so than you know some of the background characters, I'd say. Um, their stories are actually just as important, I think, as Shepard's. Um, mm -hmm. Because without them, obviously Shepard doesn't have much to, to, to go on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you essentially tell your own story. They kind of expand on that because, again, when it comes to James, you're actually doing something, again, on the same planet that he's doing something else on the other side of it. But the fact that he's actually doing this and trying to bring down this enemy uh, while you are trying to find more information about why whatever's going on is going on. Um, by the time he's gotten what he needs, you've pretty much already done what you needed to do towards the end. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, they, they just know how to drive the narrative of the game mm -hmm. or, or or to let you drive the narrative uh of the game they pretty much set it up you move it as you need to and that's like two though they give you more of a direct route mm -hmm. than in one they give you the option like the option for vermeyer and stuff opens but you mm -hmm. don't have to do vermeyer at that exact time that it opens whereas right. two you have to, you can do whatever order you want to do to getting your crewmate. Mm -hmm. But after you do three or four, the elusive man sends you to Horizon and you mm -hmm. have to do it no matter what. You can't back yeah, out. There you are, can't be, no. Yeah, there are some that are locked in. And, yeah. and they did that more in two and three than they did in yeah. one. Right. Um, and then there was one mission in particular and again we'll go over that when we get to it that if you do this one too early you run the risk of losing more people than you could save yeah um but uh but again that's that's something that we'll uh we'll talk about later um again that they they have a good way of giving you control over how the story unfolds but they have have an even better one of taking that control away from you in that case i will say yes they give you a lot of control throughout the series but they have certain ways of making you lose that control in a way that you you don't feel cheated right you feel and, like and, it, it, it's a good way to go because it gives you a choice, but at the same time, it doesn't give you a choice. Like, you can choose right. to, to, to go do that mission, mm -hmm. and then you're fine. But you can choose to... You can also... With Mass Effect 2 is very different in, in the sense of what you do, what you choose. It all goes down to... They give you a lot of options for crewmates in Mass Effect 2. Some would say too many. Yeah. But they all have a purpose in that game. Right. 
And if you choose, because in Mass Effect 2, they very much make it about your character and your character relationship. And this is where the Paragon and Renegade really come into play. Yeah. I find. Because you can be Paragon and you can be Renegade or you could be Paragade. Yeah. But like straight down Paragon the middle. Renegade, Paragon and Renegade are like your your good guy, bad guy. Mm-hmm. I am very much the asshole renegade. I love playing renegade because I'm not like that in person. Right. I can be an asshole, but I'm not like, you know, that much of an asshole. Re- so re- ready to kill to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so there are there are differences between the playthroughs and they can be subtle or they can be drastic. Mm. Um see um now one thing that and and probably one reason that i always uh, go on to like the inspirations uh i always mention star wars because they they have actually said that it is a huge influence on, on what they've mm-hmm. done for well the, the blue for, and red for, yes yes it, but, but it's more than just that it is the whole light side dark side of the force um in that case, I've actually stayed as true to center as I can, um, e- even as a Jedi who, you know, can control uh, the things around them. Um, they have what's called the Gray Jedi, and those are the ones that are literally stuck in the middle. Um, but but that's like your gauge of how good you are, how bad you are, and that's the whole thing with the, the Paragon Renegade uh, meter. I've actually had both of the I've I've had the Renegade probably halfway and my Paragon <clears throat> excuse me only uh, like full blown. Um so it's like I'll still do Renegade options when I see it fits the situation. There are certain um, spots in the games that you have to like you feel like you have to be that asshole or you feel like you have to be that good guy. Um Yeah, like uh Let's see, uh, pushing somebody out of a window, uh, headbutting a Krogan. <laughs> That's always fun. I, I can't not That part that. Is, is amazing. I love that doing is, that. That is hilarious. Cause, cause then you see Shepard's reaction like. Yeah, Shepard's just like, yeah, I, I, I did yeah, that. I, did I just that. did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but it's like for the most part, any anytime that that you know you see the option to do that, obviously it's going to gauge <clears throat> what you do, and that's typically in like two and three, uh, you get the what they call the interrupt. In the first game, it was solely <laughs> dialogue. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you had anything there where it was like the little icons popped up. No, no, you you had either the dialogue options. Or it was combined with the actions that you take. Yes. Um, because specifically, yeah, like when you're navigating a conversation, the Paragon and Renegade will take it to that next level to give you that full option, I guess. Um it's the one that kind of gives you the the ability to say, you know, this is actually how it should be done. Whether you do it in a good way or, I don't know, I guess you can consider it evil. <laughs> um, 
you know, is entirely up to you. And that will determine how you are perceived. And again, that that's exactly what they um, what they did with Knights of the Old Republic, uh, and even uh, the Old Republic, uh, which people play on, uh, still on PC to this day. Um, you still have that light side, dark side, uh, that's determined by your dialogue options and your actions. So. You know, the, the, the fact that they've maintained that throughout the trilogy, and I think when you look at any other game that has come out since Mass Effect, they've seen what that does, and they've mm-hmm. actually taken that uh, for themselves. Not, not to say that they've stolen it, but they, they've incorporated it into their games, and it makes the games that much better. It makes the narrative yeah. that much better. It makes overall interactions with people that much better. And... I can't think of anything else really uh, that I had seen prior to that that just really stood out and, and and really changed the way that you see narrative in a game, period. And there are, like, a, like we kind of touched on, there are parts where you feel like you need to be Paragon or Renegade especially in there's a part for me specifically where I have to do Paragon. I don't care what it is. I have to. And it's during Tally's loyalty mission Mm -hmm. because he's one of my favorite characters. I have to do it. And I'm not going to say what it is in case you haven't played the game or when we get on to talking about Mass Effect 2, I will talk about it more but there's a specific part and i'm guaranteed if you've played the game you know what part i'm talking about yeah and love tally hate tally you do it yeah because if you don't do it you feel like you are that asshole you feel like you are heartless you absolutely feel like you are heartless if you don't and like i said playing two first I didn't understand the connection that I had with Tally until I played all three. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was not a fan of her playing one, but I also got to see a harder side of her in two. So seeing that softer side of her made me not like her as much, but then playing all three as a whole, I love mm-hmm. Tally and the growth that you see between her to the point where I even have a tattoo of her on my leg i have her what she says in a loyalty mission in two and then i have my obviously renegade star yeah (laughs) obviously this game has had a huge impact on me to the point where me and varian were in a mass effect group on facebook and this is actually how we met almost 10 years ago Mm -hmm. is the excitement that we had waiting for this her game to come out it just it drew our friendship from the anticipation we had of the game to to still being friends like he's one of my closest friends to this day and we're not even in the same country (laughs) exactly and we have never met in person we've just been friends through this like our entire time and it's like i consider this guy one of my closest friends because of this series and and I'm the same way with, with, with her. It's like we, we bonded on this so much 
to the point where even with the differences that we have between each one, there there mm-hmm. might be some similarities that, that we'll have. But thinking about it, again, that's the whole name of this show. It's the Perrier Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I go down one path. She goes down another. Sometimes we meet in the middle. You know? Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of it. Like, there, there's no wrong way to play this. You know, you play it how you want to. You know, it, it's it's essentially your game. Yeah. Okay. It's your game. It's your effort. Exactly. exactly. Um, th- there is still, I guess, the argument that you and I have had that Mass Effect is Shepard's story. Yes. As far as the games go, I would say so. What they did with Andromeda, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, um, but, but again, like um, the, the the comic books and the novels and everything. While they didn't involve Shepard, again, they gave such great context to um, to expand on the story to get you to understand certain characters uh, within the trilogy, and you know to be able to experience that to expand on what is already pun intended massive um it's it's almost mind-blowing you know Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that something as big as this game is which even when it first came out was big you know it it's not like you know you're playing a game old Nintendo style uh, all the way up to like Nintendo 64 or anything like that where yes they were pretty big for what they were mm-hmm. but this was literally a whole other scale that I had never seen before and honestly I I would not turn my back on this game at all anytime that I get a chance to play it I'm playing it period mm-hmm. <laughs> me and you have had because in before the legendary edition came out they mm-hmm. have multiplayer on mass effect 3 and the right. multiplayer actually affects your war assets throughout right. the game right and in the legendary edition they have not come out with the multiplayer i'm not too sure if they're bringing it back for for it they haven't i don't think they've said anything about it but, i'm still keeping an eye on that myself yeah, you know trying yeah. to make sure what what I have this feeling, well, we know that there is, you know, an actual fourth game coming. Yeah. Um, that looks like it is going to continue Shepard's story, or at least the, the state Aspect. of the universe. Aspects of it, yeah. Right. Uh, basically, the state of the universe after the end of three, um, because everybody who's seen it um, around the world saw Liara. Uh, picking up mm-hmm. a piece of N7, uh, look like part I think of the it helmet. Was helmet. Yeah. Um, so to see that means that they are actually, hopefully, bringing back a lot of old characters to continue this, whether they bring back Shepard, depending on the, the outcome of that, or if they start with a new character. I want to see how they're going to pull this off because also given that they've, basically re-released in the remastered versions of the trilogy will this be able to actually take your save file and move it forward because yeah. they, they kept saying all those between decisions 
right. They kept saying between each game from the first one. Um, and I even remember the, the two disc um, collector's edition had a, uh, had a DVD with like behind the scenes stuff on it. Mm -hmm. They were actually saying in there, keep your save files because you're going to need them. So, hmm. you know, you, you save it from the first game, all your decisions, everything that you completed, and, you know, the narrative will continue over into Mass Effect 2. And there's a particular group that you come in contact with and end up uh, <clears throat> interacting with quite often um, that you actually deal with in the first game. We'll get into that later, um, but uh, but but again, it's like all your decisions came from one. They go into two. All your decisions from one and two go into three, and that's what I'm hoping that they will actually do with the next Mass Effect game. Uh, given that we've seen again Liara in this one, I hope that whether they bring back Shepard or they don't, all of your decisions are kept within the the Legendary Edition and are moved over into this new game because then you can actually continue the narrative. You can continue your narrative in mm -hmm. that case. So, And I mentioned uh, something to you about mm -hmm. that maybe it could be related to Shepard in a way that it could be his or her child. Right, right. It and, and, and would that, be that's, amazing that, that's on its like own. Huge foreshadowing. On, yes. in itself so you know how many how long is this after mass effect 3 are they yeah. going to be doing um is it years into the future is it just a few years after you know have they t has it been enough time for you know them to do what they need to do to either rebuild the citadel re remake i mean there's just so many questions to this that especially know, with how yet. you ended three right because um, there's multiple options for three that can which, affect maybe four right right um and again that that's one of those foreshadowing kind of things that we'll have to get into when we get to it <laughs> but um but yeah I, i'm I'm honestly looking forward to 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 bringing everybody more of this, and you know, hopefully, we get enough people in here to to listen, to interact. You know, uh, definitely follow us, and you know, we're we're looking forward to to talking about this because we we do it in our spare time, but I don't know, th th this just feels good to to get it out and get it to the public for everybody to yeah. hear. You know, yeah. we we want to share our experiences. With, with everybody and you know give kind of our two sides of the coin <laughs> i guess you could say uh when it comes to playing the game because again not everybody's going to have the same outcome not everybody's mm -hmm. going to play the same way not everybody's going to be the good guy not everybody's going to be the bad guy you know but um is there anything else that you want to bring up because i think we pretty much covered everything for this first episode <laughs> Um, just that me and you have such a passion for this series that we, we love this game so much to the point, like I said, again, it's brought us an almost 10 year friendship. Yeah. So for a game to do that and a game to make you feel so many emotions, like 
people that aren't gamers don't understand. Like, I have a couple friends in my real life that I've told, like, they look at my tattoos and they go, why? Why did you get that tattoo? And it's like, because this game has literally changed my life. This game, in a way, saved me. And I that I know that can sound stupid to somebody, but to me, it's, it's true. I gained a, yeah. a lifelong friend from this game series. I yeah. I have felt happy for these characters. I have felt sad for these characters. When you hear the emotion, whether it be someone that you like or dislike, like I I there's a couple of characters that I absolutely despise in this series. And um, there's some parts where I will save them and actually listen to them and hearing the emotion in their voices. Like there's a certain part in three with Ashley Mm -hmm. that actually makes me tear up. And I remember talking to you about it last week and I, I teared up talking to you about it because Mm -hmm. just the raw emotion in, in her voice, and I don't like this character. I I do not. He knows that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so he was actually a male. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so when it comes to Vermeyer, she would usually leave her there, and uh, we'll, we'll just say uh, like her with a newt. <laughs> pretty much tells what, what I needed to, but continue. <laughs> he, he was left as Ash on Vermeyer. Anyway, there is <laughs> <laughs> a specific part, like I said, in three, where you just hear that emotion in her voice and you tear up because you're like, you hear that how much she cares about her family during this difficult time that they're going through. And it's just everything, it, like, just so many emotions. To- yeah, and specifically with Ash, it does go back to the beginning. Uh, you know, you you brought her onto the Normandy after Eden Prime. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to her um, down in the cargo bay. You you get when you get to know her, whether you romance or her her or not. Um, you she tells you everything about her family, and even her what was it. Great grandfather or grandfather? Grandfather, in, I think. Her, 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 oh, yeah, her grandfather was actually in one of the. It was in the fight that pretty much set everything off uh, for this universe. Um, she was shocked. Uh, she didn't know her history. <laughs> She's surprised you don't know her history. And I think that they do that with everybody, no, no matter what you play. Um, no matter if you like her or hate her whatever yeah. she, said, she makes a comment about oh you don't know my grandfather or something like right. that and you, you go oh I don't I, I don't have access to your files or something you can say whatever but yeah, yeah she's so, kind of surprised it, it, you don't know because her grandfather was at the battle of Shangxi, which was when humans first went through the the Caron mass relay or the mm-hmm. the soul relay they called it both um Caron, i want to say is actually one of uh, pluto's moons that they ended up uh, de-icing and that was what, what was underneath it um so at the battle of Shangxi, her grandfather was there 
fighting the Turians in the first contact war. And for Shepard not to know that is a bit surprising when you do think about it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, she's still new on the ship. Yeah. He, he may have actually known about that and not put two and two together. You know, because how many people are actually having that last name Williams? It's going to happen throughout the world. It happens, like, in real life. (laughs) But um, but it's like, yeah, she's shocked. Like, how do you not know who my family is? Mm -hmm. And and it also shows how um, he got quietly demoted, how her father never got the promotions or anything, how she's been kind of stuck in her you know positions um really until she joins the normandy that's Mm -hmm. like the one deciding factor uh the the alliance actually looks into that and that's how you see her progression actually uh between two and three so yeah that there are just like so many nuances that they put into this game that you really have to pay attention to uh again you do have like the three um loyalty missions uh within mass effect that they they kind of say that they are but they don't uh you have the one with garris you have the one with tally uh but also you have uh rex uh who is this giant lizard krogan Krogan. Uh, yeah well the I would say that they're they're considered uh, lizard-ish. Um, let's just say that they're pretty frog, good. Frogs. Frogs. You know. Frogs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Solarian um, but, is um, more lizard. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you hear somebody mention that a little bit later. <laughs> um, but... Um, but, but yeah, even Rex has his own uh, loyalty mission, and y- you get to know everybody bit by bit. Uh, so th- when they say that this is a very organic style game, um, your character interactions um, are what help drive your narrative. You know, it- it'll honestly determine how they see things. A lot. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, mentioning Vermeer, there's a point in time where you have Rex down the barrel of a shotgun. And, and I will trigger. say, I will say, when I did Mass Effect 2 first, mm-hmm. I did He it. was not there. Oh, really? Ooh. Because I didn't know who he was. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and, and then I played, I, I and then say... I see so starting, starting to... Mm-hmm. With that, with that comic book, some of my decisions, I will say, I regretted doing them. I think I killed Caden. I think I killed like a bunch of people that I didn't think I was going to. Like See, I think that, I was like. That's why there whenever, was a lot that I didn't understand because right. I hadn't played one. Right, and, and see that that was why I had I had actually played the. I had actually played that comic from Mass Effect Two, because at they at that time it, they bring it into they bring it into two somehow. I can't remember. I think it was DLC. Yeah. For Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, now the thing is, is that I, I, I think I actually did the same thing that you did, uh, even on 360. Um, I had 
long since I think given uh, Mass Effect back to my friend. Um, and then I bought Mass Effect too. Ended up doing the um, what should we call it? Uh, the Genesis uh, mm-hmm. playthrough. I didn't like how that went out. I really and truly didn't. So eventually, I ended up buying. Uh, that two disc set again, the one that had DVD with it, and I still actually have it. Uh, I still have all three of my original copies, um, included with the the legendary edition. But um, you know, I had to go back and play the very first game and actually get the the right narrative that I wanted. Yeah. Even still, even still playing uh, playing a Paragon. I might have still let the trigger slip on Rex. It was either me that shot him or it was Ashley. I can't remember which. I just know that he yes, died at one point. Yeah, because I, I forgot that Ashley can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you Because th- there is that option if instead of going like either the Paragon or Renegade route, if you don't do his loyalty mission, um, there is an option to nod to her and then she'll shoot him in the back. Um, but now that I've played it enough on a Paragon side, um, I've always done his loyalty mission, done uh, Liara's, or no, Liara doesn't have one, um, done Garrus's and done Tally's to, to where, um, you know, you get that extra bit of I guess character development, but also mm-hmm. you get more of a story with that because more particularly for Rex and Tally, what you do for them, uh, not only Rex's uh, loyalty mission, but also whether or not he's survived Vermeer will determine mm-hmm. what happens to him on Mass Effect 2. Same thing with Tally and doing those uh, Geth missions, uh, the Geth Incursion, I want to say it's called. Yeah. Um, when you do those, and go into two. She looks at you like, and, Shepard, you're alive? And you basically ask her, you know, you remember when I gave you that gift, the data tally? Did it help you complete your yeah. mission? And, and, and that's a direct quote for that. So the fact that they were able, again, to make the dialogue, make the interactions, make everything that you do so organic, it literally changes the narrative. And I have actually seen that playing these. I have done it where I never did the the Geth Incursion Fatality at one point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she still gives you that, Shepard, you're alive. And yeah, but it's, it's got it, more it, it, of it, a it meaning. Skips, right. It skips the dialogue uh, a little bit, um, excluding the, the giving her the 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 data for her pilgrimage, um, but also, I don't think that Rex becoming what he does in two. I'm still saving that one. <laughs> I almost let it slip. Um, I don't think that's actually detrimental to you know his loyalty mission on one. It's more of whether or not you left him alive um, on Vermeer. It's also depending on what you do for a couple of the characters into on their loyalty missions kind of mm-hmm. determine three for him 
Yes. Because you can have a major outcome in three if you do something in two there with one is, of the loyalty missions. Well, don't forget, there is that one thing that you could do or not do that'll determine a certain thing that might happen in a certain place at a certain time, and we'll get to that when we get to it. But, I mean, that, that there's just there's just so much for us to talk about and I can't wait to just unload <laughs> all of this. Not, not that it's, you know, uh, eating me up inside, you know, to, to not be able to share this, but I'm just ready to, to do this in a way that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we've talked about it plenty, but I, I just want to, you know, share this with everybody. So hopefully we can, bring everybody some good entertainment you know give our experiences again to to what we've done and um you know just, just keep this thing going because th- this really has me excited it's something that i actually look forward to to yep. planning for you know we'll keep notes and everything together and you know pretty much just go from there i'm i'm excited to see what we can come up with and what people think so and for me, I would love to eventually, knock on wood, whatever, get voice actors from the series. Because yes. there are some voice actors from the series that are highly interactive with their fans. Mark Meir, who plays Male Shepherd, who voices Male Shepherd, and Jennifer Hale, who voices Female Shepherd. They are very interactive with their fans. They do Instagram lives. They do signings. They do all of it. They did a huge like. Uh, uh, it, it was a it was a Zoom it was call. Like, they... It was like a Zoom call mm-hmm. of the majority of the voice actors from the from series. The yeah. Yeah. It oh, had wow. it had people like. Saren, the person that voiced Saren, it had mm-hmm. people, it had Thane, it had Caden, it had Ashley, Tally, Legion, like, and he's actually super interactive with his fans. Oh, like, yes, he he, when he does <laughs> signing, he actually will bring whoever he's signing, he will call them on Instagram and be like, while I'm signing your thing, I'm going to talk to you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched a couple. That and his name is uh, DC Douglas, and he is—he is like for having such a small role in Mass Effect, he does a he, lot for his fans. He really does. He and really it, and truly does. Seeing like it, following them on Instagram, it's—it's it's crazy. Even Alex, who plays Trainer, actually mm-hmm. is in other Bioware games. He played the, a couple of characters in Dragon Age. The female she Inquisitor is, in Inquisition. Yes. She also was Sarkothrian, mm-hmm. which is Logan's second, like, right hand in Origins. And I will actually go outside of Mass Effect to say, if I'm not mistaken, I mentioned to you, she played in Cyberpunk um, yep. as Alt oh, Cunningham. Cunningham. Yep. So she she has range, mm-hmm. period. Um, you know, no, no matter if she's in her natural accent or an American accent, you know, matter, no matter what she's doing, she is a really good actress. And even going back to uh, Mark Mir and just how interactive he is, the man still dresses up as Commander Shepard. 
he is Commander Shepard. I mean, it, it, it's just like two of my favorite voice actors are Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. That's Batman. And not only is he Luke Skywalker, he's also the Joker. Yeah. Okay. The, the fact that they are so interactive with every fan that they come across, you probably see Mark Hamill at more cons than you do uh, Kevin Conroy. But the fact that either one of them actually do what they do after 20 plus years of playing these roles, that's dedication. For Mark Mir to still dress up as Commander Shepard in, you know, uh, cosplay, he he literally plays the paragade role. He will have yeah. one eye uh, basically lit up, one side scarred, uh, which started in Mass Effect 2. Which, by just, the way, for people that don't know, when you play Renegade and you don't do the medical bay upgrade or you do do the medical bay upgrade, you just don't go do it, you get facial scarring all across your face and your eyes start turning red, which is which what, what I thought was a really cool feature for Renegade. You can right. look like such a fucking badass because the scars just grow and you just yeah. see the intensity in their eyes. I will say I find male Shepard looks <laughs> a little more badass than female Shepard, but mm. female Shepard still looks badass. See, again, this goes back to them doing uh, Knights of the Old Republic because that was the whole thing between the Jedi and the Sith. When you're full-blown Sith, your physical appearance changes. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you lose pigment. You know, you get the glowing eyes. You get this aura about you that nobody wants to come across you. You know, and if they do come across you, it's lights out. <laughs> so th that was one of the, the, the great things that Bioware implemented into 2 and 3. Uh, because it gave yeah, you... Yeah, it doesn't happen to, in 1. Right. You, you still have the... You still have the stats for it. but yeah. But at the same time, it's like... You don't have a, a visual, a physical representation of what it means to be this, I don't give a fuck kind of character. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if you get in my way, that's it. <laughs> yep. um, when they did that, I was just like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that does mean that I'm probably going to have to um go back and do an actual renegade playthrough even though a lot of times it's like i don't really like doing it at the same time i kind of want to now <laughs> uh you know and especially with the legendary edition being out it gives me a better visual representation of it you know everything's cleaner that's smoother you know it's it's just especially going to especially mass effect one especially yes. mass effect one mass yes. effect one looks amazing compared it, to how the original looks when when i first went into this and i might have told you this i thought that it was this one i thought that they actually made a completely different game you know mm -hmm. they, they went and, and just remade it you know but but a lot of it was just polishing readjusting certain things you know changing some of the uh, uh the the hud aspects but it works and that, that was the thing that I love about it now. It just feels so much better. They even did it, subtle 
differences where they mm -hmm. added the uh, council. They added their actual names when they yes. talk, and they only yes. did that in one. Well, yes, no, yes, you are right. Um, but um, yeah, they they do mention them by name in three. Uh, but they only wrote their names in the in dialogue the in the first one. They <laughs> refer to it as a sorry, Solarian, and Turian council in the second game. Right. Um, which you didn't, which that was how they had it pretty much throughout the trilogy in the originals. So, you know, going back and hearing what they had done or seeing what they had done, um, you know, it, it was just so much better and i'm actually looking forward to later on this week possibly going going on and streaming finally because uh, mm -hmm. i definitely want to uh, get this one out and you know possibly even still promote this a little bit on there but um but yeah i mean god we have we've actually gone into it today with our first episode uh, is there anything else that we want to add yes Thank you for listening, and I hope you yeah. enjoy this as much as we are excited to do this. Like, yeah. we have, again, we have such a passion for this game, and to the point I've probably put it on my body. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I love this series. This is a yeah. series I could talk about for, for years and years and years. Because it's something that I always go back to, to the point where I even had one of my friends that I haven't talked to in a while um, mentioned to me the other day when I was talking to him, he, he mentioned, you still play Mass Effect or are you playing other games yet? And I'm like, I was playing Bioshock for a little bit, but I feel like I might go back to Mass Effect because it's just one of those games that I just can't get enough of. And that's also I, I, the same with any Bioware game. I love the mm -hmm. Dragon Age series as well. Mm -hmm. And Dragon Age is what got me into Bioware. And then Mass Effect has been what's kept me in Bioware. Right. So, I mean, that, that, that's, that's what they do. They make good games. Period. You know? With the exception of some. But they made an amazing series with these two series that they have, and they're still going. Like, yeah. they're bringing more and more with Dragon Age. They're bringing more and more with Mass Effect. They can do so much with these two series that they have. That they're and flagship it's, it's great. Games. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if there's, uh, if there's not anything else, I want to just say... Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, and again, I hope we get uh, get enough people to to join in. You know, maybe drop us a few comments, likes. I mean, gonna try to get some of our uh, social stuff up and going, uh, but you know, we still have a little bit of work to do. And um, we're just we starting out. Yeah, we uh, we definitely look forward to to bringing you guys more content. And we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. All of it, the majority of it is the Paragate Chronicles or Paragate Chronicles. Um, in YouTube, I post everything underneath the video in the more section. So feel mm. free to check that out because we are not going to stop. We are literally just starting and I feel great about it. I know Varian feels great about it. And mm. we're just going to keep this going and 
just be super passionate because we are very passionate about this series and yeah. we have so much that we can talk about. Yeah. So it, it's going to be great. And I hope you guys stick around and enjoy. Same. But again, thanks everybody for, uh, for tuning in and, uh, you know, we'll be back. You know, that there's a lot to talk about in this trilogy and there's not enough time for it. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>